This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We have uh, Boss Brad here in the studio. Hey. Hey, Brad. How you doing? Good. I just wanted to check in with you. I, I'm a little worried about you <laughs> because uh, the Detroit Lions mm. are winning, and you've been a fan of this team your entire life. Yeah. And I, I, it, this is just a new experience for you, and I, I wasn't sure if you knew how to deal with it emotionally. Are you okay? <laughs> It's kind of like when somebody wins like four million dollars and they, you know, don't know how to handle money. Yeah, and and they go over the edge. You getting too excited? Uh, what are your thoughts? You're thirty four twenty three Lions over the Vikings this past. That was weekend. a good game yesterday too. It was fun to watch. Yeah, the Lions they're they're doing stuff, <laughs> and then they're not screwing it up after. Yeah, then that's the thing. It really is like like wow, like what world am I living in right now? Like this is not the way that it's supposed to be. How would you describe your? Your outlook here, cautiously optimistic moving forward. You could make the playoffs. I could make the playoffs, but at the same time, because they haven't, you know, made the playoffs in a number of years and they've been horrible for, you know, decades upon decades, I'm just cruising right now. Every, <laughs> every week is like, you know, like if they win, great. If not, you know, I'm happy with what the season's been so far. It's pretty sweet, eh? Dan yeah. Campbell, I'm just glad this guy it looks like he's going to keep his job because he is a character, huh? Oh, he's awesome. Like he's just such a motivator and like I watched like the little, you know, like the 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 dressing room speeches after and he just he's like a wrestler is what he, he is. He really is. Totally. He's, he's a scary looking dude too. Like he's got a big square head and I don't know, it's, yeah. if like anytime he talks it's like he had like 10 Red Bulls before he speaks. <laughs> well, he's he's a guy Passion. too. Yeah. <laughs> too that like, you know, like like a lot of the the whole idea of rebuilding like the the culture and everything in Detroit was bringing in coaches that were former players. So most of most if not all of the coaches have played in the NFL. And like Dan Campbell is like in the gym in the morning like before the guys like you know, I'm, he looks like he'd look good with his shirt off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take it easy. I, I understand that you're excited about the guy. Who do you have next week? Oh, the Jets, the Jets next the week? Jet, the Jets that are next week. That could be a week. tough game, but then you got uh, the Carolina, Panthers. And then uh, Chicago. Doable. And then Green Bay at Lambeau to end the season. Uh, t- Quite possible. Storied rivalry. Yeah, and and they've historically been horrible in, in Lambeau, but... Green Bay's not a great team this year. Carolina surprises people week after week, and the Jets are the Jets. Pretty exciting, buddy. I can't wait. <laughs> Imagine the Lions make the playoffs. Boss Brad, oh, Christmas See, comes I feel, early. I feel like you are just pumping Brad up just so he can ultimately be disappointed. And because this is like the Detroit, you know, all their games tend to, there's a glimmer of hope halfway through the game, and then it collapses. And I think that, I think Taz is setting you up. I'm not setting anybody up. I would be excited. Why does everyone think I'm rooting against people you're being like, happy? Yeah, because know, the, you know what he does, though, Brad? Yeah, he wants you to 100%. get excited, so you start saying I'm they're going to... No, no, he wants you to start getting saying, they're going to make the playoffs, and when they don't, Taz is going to be like, and Brad was in here saying they were definitely going to make the playoffs. And Jim, there's a lot of analysts saying that the Toronto Maple Leafs are the best team in the See, NHL right this now. Is now he wants wow, you to start talking my God. Parade. Okay, you know, you, have to, you need to stop, because I'm trying to start to remain calm right now, but... 
mean, I've worked with you for a number of years, and there's a little thing called the TC, which is the Taz curse. So stop <laughs> talking about I'm other not, things. Listen, I'm not cheering for the Lions, okay, per good, se. Good. Mm. But I... You could have stopped before, I like per to, se. I like to see uh, our old pal Brad smiling in the morning. Sure, That's all sure. I'm saying. For now. Uh, <laughs> enjoy the ride. It's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by here, Brad. You got it. Uh, go Lions. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. You know what I watched on the weekend, Jim? What's that? Based on your recommendation, Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> Good, right? No. You're you're such a you're such a jerk. Why? You, you know I I don't like uh, horror movies, and I was like, is it a horror movie? You're like, oh no, it's kind of it's more of a comedy. So I watched this movie. It's a full on horror movie. It's but it's funny. Like it's like it's kind of it's not a full on horror movie. It's not gory, really. Actually, the one guy's face does get smashed yes. into a concrete wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one just kind Out of, of nowhere. Yeah, too. happens <laughs> all of a sudden, doesn't it? Is it scary? I mean, I guess it it's is. It is a horror movie for like, sure. The first half of the movie is just you're just waiting for something to happen, and it's somebody with a flashlight walking through a a long dark. Yeah, yeah. Like there's hallway. tension, not murder, yeah. but tension. A lot of suspense, and then when you f- figure out what's going on, it's it's pretty nuts. But it's still a good recommendation, though. No, it's well done. Yeah, yeah I think for it's what a good it movie. is, it's well done. A little ridiculous. I've got questions. I don't want to ruin it in case somebody hasn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't understand how there were certain things happening. <laughs> Like, what do you mean? How how the bad guy like, like, became how, the bad guy? How or? the bad guy can smash through a wall, you know, <laughs> well, a concrete wall? Because well, I don't want to say anything either. It kind it, like it almost made sense. It was okay. like it was close enough to making sense that it made enough sense for me, and it was refreshing that it wasn't an old native curse or some sort of magic or something like that. Like, at least it was like there was some attempt at a logical explanation. Like, every Stephen King movie, it always comes down to some ancient curse or magic, and it doesn't make sense. Burial ground, yeah. Yeah. And it never actually is satisfying. This this one was close. This one had an explanation. I don't think I'm going to be drinking milk for the next week. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but definitely good. I looked into that movie. I heard the name of the director. I said, how do I know that name? And he he was actually in a sketch comedy group called The Whitest Kids You Know. They had like a couple yeah, viral videos on YouTube, like the Slow Jerk one and a couple others. So I think that's why it was was funny because he's got the background of that sketch comedy. Yeah. Well, it seems that the comedy guys are making the best horror movies now. It's like uh, Jordan Peele, right? Yeah, Key totally. And Peele. Exactly. Mad TV. He's he's the new Alfred Hitchcock. He's, he's the, the master of horror now. Mm-hmm. But if you... Uh, you may want to watch it during the day, depending on how you are with suspense and tension, but Barbarian. Worth Jim, a watch. Jim highly recommends <laughs> it. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. World Cup rolls on, and wow, some uh, some big shockers over the weekend, huh, Jim? Absolutely. Croatia put out Brazil, which was huge. Um, Morocco moved on. I can't remember who they beat off. Portugal. From Portugal. There we go. Yeah. yeah condolences to all our, our Portuguese friends, because that's, uh, they like soccer. Yeah, yeah. What are they more upset about? Losing or that Ronaldo was benched for the last two games? Yeah, that's right. More or less. They, he got they, put on They late, benched him on Saturday too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Didn't start him. 
Yeah. Uh, it turns out Canada was in the group of death. Who knew? Yeah, it turns out Canada and Belgium got put out. But uh, yeah, everybody thought Belgium was going to be the toughest team in that league, but uh, or in that uh, table. But yeah, Croatia, Morocco. I looked up Croatia's population. What? Do you, how big do you think Croatia is? I'll go seven million. Yeah, Morocco is thirty million. Am I right? No, no. Morocco's thirty million. Croatia three point eight million. That's it's even it. small. It's like it's like this smaller than Toronto, basically. Population-wise. But they're good at soccer. Darn right. Did you see Miss Croatia in the stands? I did. Not bad. Something about that checkered pattern Uh on a curvy body makes it look really good. There was people saying that uh, her outfit was disrespectful to other cultures because it was uh, mildly revealing, I'd say. Not to my culture. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, she's gone viral, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> people people were passing that picture around. Uh, wow, yeah, who would have thought uh, that we'd be in this situation without Brazil, without Portugal? England went home on the weekend. Yeah, so it's France, Morocco, Argentina, Croatia is the next matchups here. Game tomorrow and a game on Wednesday as well. Is France going to win this whole thing again? I hope not. I think it's going it's likely going to be them and Argentina in the finals. I think Argentina may win that one, but Don't you have Argentina in your pool? That'll be good for you. Huh? I do. I was number 1 out of 250 people in this pool for a while, but yeah, I'm now like I have the top guy has 88 points. I have 80 points. I only have Argentina left. I think the guy on top has France, Argentina, and Croatia still left, so he he can't lose, essentially. But I might get a couple hundred bucks if I get third. Not bad. Not bad. Not as good as Canada getting out of the group of death, but (laughs) you'll take a a little bit of cash there. Wow. World Cup surprises over the weekend. The Taz and Jim Podcast. There is a man who is suing Johnny Knoxville for some money. There's a, a new show in development featuring Johnny Knoxville from Jackass called The Prank Patrol. And there was a man called Khalil Khan. Uh, he's uh, a handyman was called to fix an electric dimmer switch at a house. When he got there, the owner of the house told him he knew jujitsu and that if he didn't do the job right, he was going to beat Khalil Khan up. Couple minutes later, a young girl runs into the room scream, screaming at Khalil that he had killed her pony. She and the homeowner lead him into a room where there appeared to be a pony on life support, and they convinced him that because he shut the power off, the pony, which was on life support, had died. <laughs> This is an elaborate prank here. He then looks outside, sees his car is being towed. (laughs) What is going on here? He took out his phone to call the cops. One of the towing guys holds up a bag of white powder and says if he calls the police that Khan would be arrested for possession of cocaine. So they're planting coke on the guy. Hmm. Um, Khalil's in an absolute panic. According to the lawsuit, at this point in the span of minutes, I've been threatened. I've been... Uh, told he botched a repair job, accused of murdering a pony, car taken without his permission. He could be going to jail for possession of illicit narcotics. So he's freaking out. It was at that point Johnny Knoxville appears and says, Gotcha! (laughs) You just got punked. 
He offered Khan a few hundred dollars, but Khan says he's been traumatized by the ordeal, hasn't been able to sleep, he's been suffering from anxiety, emotional distress, and he's worried that if the footage goes public, he'll be subjected to harassment and ridicule. Hmm. Now, I don't know if if he's uh, just over-exaggerating the pain he went through, but I will say... $300 $300 is not enough, you would think, no. to pay these guys to go through this crap. Don't sign the the release form for $300. No, bucks. wait till Never. like ten grand or something. But this is the most chaotic prank I've ever heard of. There is no rhyme or linear, reason to it. Yeah, they're like, it's, maybe that's the point. It was supposed to be just chaos, but um, I hope they're coming up with more clever pranks. Like, one of those pranks would have been enough. The pony on life support, that's Pretty fine. Funny. That's clever. But then, then the cocaine in the car getting towed? And you just cow. keep piling on. Uh-huh. Why don't you try and find another little jingle there instead of that peacock It's really annoying. And I'm getting sick of listening to it. Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock? Cocoon! I want to see your peacock. Hey, it's time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy, and we got some uh, some drama going on with the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, so this was a weird story where Fred Van Vliet unfollowed everyone uh, on Instagram, including his uh, teammates, and so there was a question earlier uh, late last week in terms of what's going on with Fred Van Vliet. There have been rumors this year he might be traded uh, by the team. He's in a contract year. He has not had a great year, so there was some thought maybe there's some trouble in paradise. Fred Van Vliet say no, that's not the case. He was trying to reset the algorithm uh, because he was getting a bunch of... uh, posts in his timeline that he didn't follow and he didn't like it. So he apparently also unfollowed his mother. Okay. And so he was trying to, uh, to, to quote him, reset the algorithm, which I don't know if that's how the algorithm works, <laughs> but that's what that's his explanation. You unplug it and you plug it back in. Isn't that the way you fix everything? You, you blow on it a little bit and uh, <laughs> see what, what comes. I, mean, I do like the sleuthing going on, though. Like, who's watching his follower count? Like, I guess somebody noticed, but it's kind of bizarre. It is really bizarre. I mean, whenever this happens, like one teammate unfollows the other teammate, people know about it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird but it's also i mean i wouldn't know how to reset the algorithm i don't know if you can reset the algorithm so i can understand how you could fall for that but it also just sounds kind of to unfollow everybody you know how much spam are you getting Uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) he must be getting bothered i guess i don't know like if i unfollowed both of you guys Uh uh-huh wouldn't you you'd be a little uh i probably wouldn't notice that to be honest I didn't even know you followed me, but thank you. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Canadian Supreme Court judge authorized a lawsuit against uh, Fortnite filed by some parents in Quebec who say their children became addicted to the video game. Mm -hmm. This is a... A concern of parents, how much screen time is enough, right? Yeah, and video games are addicting. I think we've concluded that. Well, that's they're they're specifically designed to get you to play longer. Yeah, of course, especially these free to play games. Because why are they free? Because somebody's really nice. No, it's because they make money elsewhere. Yeah, they're gonna get you to spend money on some skins. <laughs> 
New ridiculous. skins or whatever it is. Yeah. Kids are obsessed. New weapons. Uh-huh. Uh, so this family, the lawyer for this family is comparing, uh, video game companies like the one that makes Fortnite to the tobacco industry saying that they purposely are getting kids addicted to this. And I guess the Supreme court judge agreed. It's tough. Cause everything is addicting if it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like if you enjoy something and be dick, playing hockey can be addicting. You can get addicted to anything if you enjoy it enough. And is it specifically just Fortnite that's addicting or then all video games? Because if Fortnite is deemed addictive for children, then therefore every video game must be. Yeah, I, right? I, listen, I, I was addicted to Mario back in the day. Sure, but the thing that bothers me, I was reading this too, and the parents were complaining because they said their kids won't eat or shower. At what point is it the parents' responsibility to unplug that damn console and put it away? Like, your kids don't have that much power over you. Unplug it. Uh, I have a buddy who threw a uh, an Xbox out into traffic because his kids wouldn't stop playing it. And later in life, the kids came back and said, Dad, that was probably the best thing you ever did. Yeah, yeah, except for the person who hit it with their car. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. bud. Caused an eight-car collision. <laughs> yeah. but Threw it over an overpass. Boy, the did the kids learn a lesson. Yep. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I had no idea... That over in Korea, they calculated age differently than the rest of the world, Jim. What do you mean? Like so, dog years? <laughs> well, kind of. Everybody in, in South Korea is about to get younger because they're changing what they call Korean age. Korean age is calculated. So if I was born today, when, when you're born, you're already one. Okay. So you, so you start at one. You start at one. Okay. Instead of zero, you start at one. And when the new year rolls around, you turn two. So everybody turns two at the same time? Or like everybody's b- a birthday or everybody's age rolls up on January 1st? Apparently. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So if you were born in November, if you were born today. Yeah. On New Year's Day, you would be two, even though you were only three weeks old. Yeah, and you'd be the same age as somebody who was born in January. But they've passed a new law uh, declaring a person's international age, which is the way most countries uh, tabulate how old you are, including here in Canada. Um, international age is going to be used. Apparently the other way, I don't know how, but it's been causing some confusion over there. Boy, wouldn't that be nice, though? All of a sudden, you're two years younger? And then there's calendar age, which is a mix of both, your international age and your Korean age, where a baby is born and is zero, but another year is added on on January 1st. Now, that is used to calculate legal ages for drinking, smoking, and joining the military in South Korea. So maybe it's not a great thing because you're able to drink and smoke and all of a sudden you're going to be two years younger than you were. Sure, sure. But six months, you get to delay your military service by six months if you're born in the summer. Can't smoke, can't drink, but you don't have to join the military yet. (laughs) I mean, I'm... Sometimes countries have these rules and they will never change them. They're so stubborn. They'll say it's like a cultural thing or a tradition or something like that. But I'm happy South Korea can just turn on a dime and say, this doesn't make any sense. Let's let's make a change. It's been causing a real drain on governmental resources. So it's costing a lot of people. Yeah. Nobody knows how old they are over there, apparently. <laughs> Sounds unnecessarily confusing. <laughs> Your Korean age. This is my two-year-old. 
Not very developed, is she? (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. On the weekend, Saturday, they're saying it was the best Saturday Night Live of the year. Really? Steve Martin and Martin Short were the co-hosts, Jim. Nice. Our fellas. (laughs) Our boys. We go way back. It is crazy, though. I I did watch uh, their monologue, and I've been such a huge fan of both those guys and and their careers, their movies. It's crazy that Whatever happens, 10 minutes of Steve Martin and Martin Short's lives were spent talking to us. Mm-hmm. You ever and, think about And that they'll story? never get that time back. <laughs> yeah, we were fortunate to have them uh, on our show when they were touring with their, their live uh, show that they do together. Yeah, the one that was on Netflix. Right, they yeah. filmed it, put it on Netflix. Uh, of course, they're doing the Only Murders in the Building, which if you haven't watched, that's a really fun program. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Um, and they had the audience in stitches reading each other's eulogies. They said, hey, you know, (laughs) you go to a funeral, you never get to hear all the nice things that someone's going to say about you. So they decided to read each other uh, eulogies. So, Marty, I dedicate this eulogy to you. Wow, not much of a turnout. (laughs) Marty did not want to be cremated. Too late. that I could say about Steve Martin. But this hardly seems the time nor the place. But Marty was taken away from us too soon, but sadly, not before he played Jack Frost in Santa Claus 3. (laughs) Oh, Steve, it's so hard to look at you in that open casket. Motionless, colorless, stiff, so lifelike. Yeah, I, that's what I said. I'll probably have more color in the casket than I do in real life. <laughs> Steve Martin, Martin Short getting rave reviews for their hosting of Saturday Night Live on the weekend.